not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Get along. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. Brain Trust, hope you had a good two weeks, because I took a week off again, because the world banana, and I needed time to process, and I'm on the road, and all that kind of thing, but we're here at the Hollywood Improv, again, upstairs in the green room, slash podcast studio, it's late night after Comedy Juice, we just stopped by, did a benefit show at the Comedy Store for Selective Mutism, this uh, condition where you can't talk as a kid, and throughout life, actually, at different points of your life, and similar, really, to what I had growing up, and so I was happy to do it. Um, and uh, look up Selective Mutism. I believe it's selectivemutism.org if you want to donate. And uh, we're here now at the Improv. Comedy Juice just finished, and Ben Morrison, everybody's favorite, at Ben the Morrison on Twitter, has agreed to meet me here and join me upstairs here in the podcast room. And my dear old friend Jesse Shapiro has joined me as well. Jesse is a filmmaker of a great movie called Nobody Walks in L.A. that is available right now on Amazon Prime. Did I say that or what? Nailing it. Just killing it. So, Jesse, thanks for being here, my brother. Thank you for having me. Ben Morrison. Thank you for having me. You can vape, <laughs> you can vape as loud as you want this time. Yeah, we, we determined that the volume level... Yeah, I always felt like was, when you vape on the podcast, especially in this room, it would be like very loud. And then it's, just it's not. It's everyone who's listening. It's just glee. He'll freak out about small things. Yeah, sometimes. But, but you're more, very decent about it. But the only two people I really freak out about small things with is you and my dad. Oh, good. So but I feel like you are. Dad? I feel like we are sitting sitting too far from the phone. To be honest, let's go phone slash high tech recording equipment. I mean, oops, sorry for that. Very high tech loud recording. Noise. We're coming to you in Gong Vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was loud as Fuzzle does. Um, and I use this box, maybe? I'm going to prop it up on a box. A lot of people set up the equipment before you record the podcast. I do it during. That's the move that I do. Um, so I just, we could not do it this week because, oh, I'm going to have to take it off airplane mode because I need to, maybe I need to use your phone at some point when we get to Twitter answers so I can look up everybody's answer to the question I asked this week. Sure. Um, but I will get to Twitter answers later. Um, but could not do it because the inauguration of uh, our holy leader, the supreme being that will be Donald J. Trump. The ratings, mach- the ratings machine. DJT. DJT. The okay. ratings machine. I mean, I kill Schwarzenegger in the ratings. It's I, I, I just do. I kill him, okay? He's got better ratings than underrated Meryl Streep. Only the, the pinnacle of uh, acting. It's just an incredible level of hubris. <laughs> the man turns down security briefings and then finds the time to talk shit to Meryl Streep. Well... Do you know everybody loves? You know who really has the all the dirt on 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 ISIS is Steve Harvey. Like that guy. <laughs> yeah, you just remember Steve Harvey. That guy discuss. is Black Ops 
literally. <laughs> Why you gotta say black ops? Why you gotta say black ops? Why you gotta say black ops, man? I do love that. Survey movie. says it's funny. Harvey and I. Way to do it. Survey says so Morrison says, just spilled cranberry juice on and, the carpet. And his triumphant joke. Now in retrospect. That's why, use this here. That's why. Oh, see, we got nap- napkins. We already wet napkins. That's, that's, that's from my beer spill earlier. <laughs> oh my, really? Yeah. That is why they, oh, uh, the, the benefit of Persian rugs is there's, there's patterns everywhere. We have my old friend Nicole here chilling in the background. There's patterns with Persian. like a quiet high. You spit on Persian, no one knows. It's an okay Persian accent. It's not one of the best. Yours is better. That's true, but that's just because I grew up around Persians. I know the accent backwards and leftwards. So, um, Donald Trump uh, is going to be president, inaugurated Friday. That's very soon. When is that? Some that's two after tomorrow. Well, yeah, this will be. It'll be to the, the day this is released. In, in under forty-eight hours from the time of recording this, Donald J. Trump will be yep. our president. It'll be the day this is released, basically, or the day before, day after. I mean, uh, so what do we? How do we feel, Jesse? Your thoughts first. Wow. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, first of all, for putting me on the spot. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is a um, podcast. I don't know. If I mean, I'm prepared to talk is un- unusual and confusing. <laughs> this week on On the Spot with Ben Lee, <laughs> we put it to Jesse Shapiro. I, this dude keeps putting his podcast guests on the spot. <laughs> why do you want it? Why are you making me talk, man? I just thought I could smoke weed and listen. <laughs> it's called On the Spot. What did you think would happen? Is that an impression of me? A little bit. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, I'm, as everyone, I'm terribly frightened, but I also like to play devil's advocate at time and think about the larger perspective in terms of life and the political, political history of the United States. Racist, (laughs) homophobic, misogynistic. Is this you playing devil's advocate? Yeah. Presidents have been 97% of our presidents <laughs> for the history of the United States. So uh, to me, an interesting the, perspective. The, the silver lining in it is that hopefully uh, this will get people more involved in democracy and realizing that it's not just a every four year vote for your president type of process, but get people out there uh, Trump basically get out the vote campaign exactly well and and making a lot of people who just have taken for granted like that not taken for granted but just have grown up in a slightly more sane world than mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. realize that if you don't want this to happen you need to be involved mm-hmm. and i think uh for me that's what the silver lining of this whole uh election and trump is is that it's gonna i mean i'm gonna be marching uh on saturday at the women's march in downtown la and i think you will there are going to be millions of people marching throughout the united states and when did you go full transgender (laughs) 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 you the girl on mushrooms is fucking dying right now Oh, we should mention there's a girl on mushrooms You're in the background. The thing. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Quickly, well, also, what is your your uh, Twitter handle so people can live tweet? Oh, I'm I'm Jesse Shapiro at, at Jesse Shapiro. J e s s e s h a p i r o. Oh, look, you got that. Yeah. Um. So that's a very good point because I didn't, I didn't quite phrase it that way. Like everybody keeps saying that Trump should stop tweeting. I wish he would stop tweeting. And I actually disagree with that only because he's just such an asshole who's going to be doing such shady things regardless. 
if he stops tweeting, he'll just be doing all those shady fucked up things and we won't know about it. It's kind of better that he can't help but tell us, I just did fucked up shit, okay? I just did the most fucked up shit in the world. It was bomb. B-O-M-B, all caps. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to know. He can't. He's, he's also probably going to accidentally tweet something impeachable and that'll help. We'll have a record directly from his fucking tiny fingertips. <laughs> um, but you make an interesting additional point to that, that it's along that same line, basically, that all these presidents in the past have had these bad beliefs anyway, and so at least they've been they've been so like PC about it and under the radar. Trump is very anti being PC and anti people's rights, so at least we get both. Well, I think it it kind of wakes uh, people up to a certain extent. I, I think this is the way that a lot of people in the United States have felt for a long time, and I think that the fact that white people are finally like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" is like there are racist people here, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the fact that it's waking people up to seeing kind of what is actually going on in our country. Right. I think it's actually an important um, yeah. and a, not positive, but not I'd rather. I mean, necessary. America, yeah. America. Like just, no panties and jeans. Exactly. America just fucking so saw the necessary. Ku Klux Klan fucking hat coming up. Like, yeah. And, and, and I think for a lot of us, that was very easy to ignore for a long time. And I think it's important for people to realize that there's uh that's not the case yeah that that i think is a, that's what i've been saying is that at least what trump is really doing and it's probably if, if things do happen for a reason it's if we are ever going to advance as a nation past these this underlying hatred and racism we have it's we finally have a guy who's shining light on it. He's pouring yeah. daylight on our wounds and finally saying, here's actually what's going on. He's forcing it up to the surface. We're going to have to deal with it. It's going to be a weird four years. And it's going to be tough in a lot of ways. But it's going to finally make us be able to dress it head on because people just don't know. They call them flyover states. But those flyover states have opinions and votes and they're populist when you count them all together. And anybody who's been to the South for five minutes to hear the N-word six times. Right. I mean, I was just at a bar recently in New Orleans with the sweetest old white man who used the N-word while complimenting black people five times. He literally was like, let me just say, not all black people are N-words, but some of them, some of my love are N-words. But then I'm like, wow, he's like speaking so fucked up. And you could tell the man didn't even really un have hatred in his heart. He just he was so uneducated and uninformed and didn't know how <coughs> to speak and was so stuck in this old way that Trump's basically saying like, look, we're going to make everybody... Put their cards on the fucking table. He's more of a checkers guy than a chess guy. He was Dennis Miller's old thing about George W. Bush. He's not a strategy guy. He's just like, let's just jump and king me, all right? Right. I mean, uh, let's... <laughs> let's be clear. The election of Donald Trump to the presidency of the United States is an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. On so many different levels. And I love the fact that we're, we're, trying, we're trying... We're like, you know what? Yeah, I was raped by a priest. But on the plus side, <laughs> I got a lot of cool black clothes out of it. So, or I got to be in a movie. Brad Pitt played Think of all the free Brad wine. Pitt, Pitt played young me in a in a in a gritty Boston movie. You know, like Brad Pitt's never been in a Boston movie about uh, I believe it was He's thinking of Ben Affleck. He's thinking of Ben Affleck, ben Affleck maybe. I, no, I believe I'm thinking the about town? Sleepers. Oh. There was a movie. Anyway, anyway. let's not get excited. Okay. I two things. I consider the election of Trump to be, and I mean no disrespect by this, America's cultural 9/11. And I don't want to take anything away from actual 9/11, but what I mean by is 
a nut punch that will have transformative waves for decades to come. And I think culturally, that's what this is for us. This is the, the tearing off of this gigantic band-aid of American life that we've gotten used to. And but I'm going to you... dovetail that with the next thought about the beauty of America is it's the only country in the world that so rapidly mutates and advances itself through extreme bouts of cultural crisis. For every... I was, I, was trying, I, was, baby. I was trying to like feel where you're going. Yeah, I'm just giving you soundtrack. Keep keep going with your patriotic speech. I was giving Americans beautiful under it. Don't worry about it, please. That whistling right there, yeah, was my speeches. Nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't mean any respect to the actual nine eleven or the cultural nine eleven. Okay, what I mean by the whole thing is that America is the only country that that has social change that happens so fucking rapidly, and the only reason it happens is we have upheaval that no other countries have, like the civil rights movement, like Vietnam, like, you know, what the 90s were, like, America's always changing. It's the only country in the world you can really say that about. With, it's always changing. With all due respect, I think that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That America <laughs> is respect. the only country that is constantly changing. I mean... Once we get through this Trump shit, I think we're going to be culturally much farther along than we were when we went into it because a lot of truths are going to be exposed i think so too that's what i was saying we're just going to have to figure out how to deal and we will no i do agree with ben in the way that i think we do have broader change faster but it's also because we started in a really fucked up place more than some places i can't not i cannot disagree with you guys more like when you go from a democratically elected government in uh multiple south american central american countries when the CIA comes in and fucking supports generals to overthrow those governments. I mean, like, there's plenty of countries that go through tumultuous change. Look at fucking where, wait, where are all of these, um, refugees coming from at this point right now where everyone's living in a kind of like a safe haven zone and all of a sudden you have millions of refugees well, coming from Syria. I, think what I mean, I mean like, is that like, this is, the, we're the hotbed of change right now. Okay. So, yeah, I don't see millions of refugees leaving America, going to Mexico and fleeing like fucking civil war. Well, a lot uh, are leaving America to go to Mexico, but not millions and not to the level of Syria. Of I course. mean, I, with, I, I meant a country the size of America, just the exact how, size means this exact isn't a comedy story. podcast. I just want to make sure of that because we <laughs> well, are not, not anymore. <laughs> Sorry, because I, I can make more no, jokes. I just didn't make no, jokes. I, no, it's okay, both. Okay. This yeah. podcast gets very serious right. and it gets very silly. Right. Lately, it's been more serious. And I'm, I'm making a concerted effort. I wanted it to be funnier because <laughs> it's just been so fucking bananas. And for the election, until the election happened. It could be serious, but now we have to make it funnier because it's happening. And I'll, I'll end this, but to, to me, that sounded like some very American exceptionalism, where it's just like right. only in America do things change so rapidly. It's Even like, our fucking you, shit's the best. Have you, have you lived in Afghanistan, where they've gone from fucking being Afghan a small to, cave to a big cave? No, to fucking being invaded by Soviets, to being like fucking invaded by America, to being invaded to. Like, For a second, I thought you said it being invaded by Sylvia. I'm like, who the fuck is Sylvia? Well, that bitch who can fucking... is Sylvia? I'm she lives in the cave down the yeah, hall. Yeah. No, I think, to me, that... in my I, Again, it's just one of those things where it's just like... Things, stays, things stay pretty chill in America. I think things are way crazier in other countries right. that we're not... Uh, that we don't live in. And I don't think we know about that because we don't live in those countries. So I understand where that point of view comes from. But I think it's... It's very, it's not, um, yeah, I think I said my point. Sorry. Fair enough. But 
Do you agree with, with Ben or do you disagree that we're going to come out of these four years better? Well, and Ben, do you think that? Or are we going to come out worse than we currently are? Or do we just not fucking know? Because some people are, of course, saying that this is the, the empire's fall, as much as we'd like to think we're the exceptionalists and we're this incredible, shining country on a hill that'll never go anywhere. I'm sure Rome thought that as well. You know what I mean? Nations fall. I'm sure, you know, Greece thought that as well. Rome lasted a hell of a lot longer than we will. <laughs> so you think- They were around for a thousand years, man. We're like barely breaking a hundred. <laughs> I mean- well, we're a couple hundred, but... Well, in terms of our existence, but in terms of being a national like superpower, I mean, right. up until like World War One, we were still kind of uh, World War Two is what the forties is when we kind of became. You beat Nazis, you really get respect. You exactly. get a lot of respect <laughs> in the world. So we got to go through it through two thousand forty to get a, at least a hundred years. I think Rome's going to beat our fucking ass to a pulp. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but I was. I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Do you think that Trump, at the end of these four years, and he just unveiled, by the way, this week. This last week on Earth, he unveiled his slogan for his next four years. <laughs> Keep America great. Okay, you want to hear the funny part? And he, during the interview with Washington Post, he goes, calls the lawyer in the room and he goes, lawyer, lawyer, please right now trademark, keep America great, and keep America great, exclamation point. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't he's think- trademarking it. Like, he needs to make money off his slogan to fix the country. You want to know the really hilarious part about that? Sure. Is, and I'm not kidding, keep America great was the tagline for the movie The Purge election year. <laughs> it's on the poster. That's a, no. The yeah. Purge election yeah, year. I, Keep America oh great. Oh, my God. He's going to do The Purge. Look, we're just going to purge certain minority groups. We're just going to do a purge one night. It's not everybody. And you just know, Muslims you and know, Mexicans. That's it. You know that when Trump does The Purge, all of, like, all of his supporters are going to be like, they needed to go. He's cleaning it out. He's doing the work that the big banks couldn't. And all of his ex-wives and current wife have often do the purge just to keep their figure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the best way they keep their girlish figure I've intact. Always God bless you. Bulimia jokes. Nicole, for being here in the room. You heard it here. Or are you criticizing my bulimia jokes after your nine, nine eleven appropriations into other uh, insignificant side notes? Yes, I am. Did you call spilling your cranberry juice your own beverage nine eleven? Okay, that was funny. Well, we're walking to two of our uh, <laughs> audience members. Well, no. well, Paige has to work. Yeah. Paige is here working. I don't blame you. You don't <laughs> want to stay here and argue about Trump? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Paige? Paige just shook her head and didn't want to be audibly heard. And I respect that. Paige, if you guys do decide to come back up here and you order drinks in the meantime, I would love another beer. I can send you, I can send you a bartender, possibly. Ooh, I don't mind that idea. Did you enjoy that? Sure. Okay. I, I love you, Paige. You're the best. Love you. Uh, look, that was a question. It wasn't an answer. I wasn't asking for it. You know, I was just, I was just throwing it out there. You're always asking for it, Jesse. Oh, that's true. Jesse, so, by the way, let me tell you a little bit of history. Jesse used to be the booker as Helen Booker here at the Improv. And then Jesse was did the warm up on Chelsea lately for many years. I did. And you were the face that always announced my name as I came through that curtain. Ben Glee. I was very always excited. I usually got to be announced last. I'd come out, and it was a very exciting moment. I would shake your hand. Usually, I would give you a little dap. You'd throw me some of Chewy's balls, and I would then throw them into the crowd. It was a good time. They man. were great memories. I, I, those were four year, four of the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. And Seven of the best of mine. Well, yeah, it would have been seven for you, but there was the Brody Stevens years. That is true, but I'm thankful for those years because that allowed me to to move in. <laughs> true, true. That I was the day I was there the day that uh, Brody lost his 
Lost his shit. Which has been uh, memorialized on an HBO digital show. <laughs> and then became Comedy Central series. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What was that? I Enjoy what it, was it. Enjoy it. That was it, yeah. Beer just popped into and my I, eye from the bottom of my bottle right into my eye. I, You know, and Brody and I are close, and I was just like, Love hey, Brody. man, there, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm done with that show. You do you do it. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's one, and he's one of the great warm up guys. No, yeah, he's, he's militant about it. That people either love it or hate it. It's mm-hmm. one of those things, and I think Brody would confirm that. Sure, <laughs> Brody Stevens is just one of the most unique comedic personas. My favorite quote of his to quote is he said it a couple times on stage that I've seen is if there's a moment when the crowd is just kind of looking at him funny, he goes. If you don't give me a chuckle based on cadence alone, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him say that. That's the amazing. The funniest line in the world. It's his persona in one line. It's so good. It's so behind the behind baseball. And part. I love. I, and the, we're both Valley boys. We're both from the Valley. And yep. Brody's from the Valley. So just yep. all of his one eight eight one eight. Reseda, I was a starting pitcher at Reseda High School. Why aren't you? You think you're better than me? You're not. <laughs> Man knows every zip code of every uh, every uh, town in the country and every like school team mascot. We needed a little Brody Stevens break here in the middle of this Trump talk. And we'll shift to a couple of other topics in the news in a moment as well. But um, to put a button on, what are the other um, interesting, noteworthy Trump things from this week? was he held this big press conference where he announced how he was going to finally be resolving his conflicts of interest when he's in the White House, and that is by letting his sons run his business. And he's like, he literally said, not even joking. He's not even fucking joking. Like, when is Ashton Kutcher going to jump out and be like, you're punked America? He literally says, look, they're going to run it. Okay, they're going to run it great. They're not going to tell me about the business. They're not going to bring it up to me for eight years. And if at the end of eight years they don't do good, I'm going to say you're fired. But they're not going to be able to bring it up to me. I mean, well, how much of fucking morons does he think we are? They're going to be at the White House for family dinner. And Donald Big Mouth Trump's not going to say, how's the business? Or let's say they say, Dad, quick question. He's like, la, 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 la. That's him resolving his conflict interest is blocking his ears out. Like a two-year-old, which maybe makes sense because he is like a two-year-old. But His fingers are the right size to really fuck up. <laughs> you get in those ears. <laughs> And and uh, and then he had on his table he had his lawyer come out and say explain we've done done all the paperwork and they had all these file folders out on the table filled with blank filled with blank papers paper. in it pretending they were the papers explaining how to divest the thing, the thing that Trump's doing and that, he tweeted a picture of himself writing his inauguration speech and that paper looks like he's faking writing it too yeah the thing that he's doing that he did that he learned that he could do during the whole election was just. As long as he keeps doing crazy shit, whatever is happening behind in the background will go completely unreported right. upon and unnoticed. He keeps doing these, these things during like his own he, cabinet. I think he's confirmation. He's like a fucking. So he's knows. like a magician, and it's one gigantic distraction while the real. He's like a bad Vegas magician, like who's, who's in the like casino pit. So <laughs> I have. So I was listening to NPR today, and they were talking about in press conferences. Fake news. No, no, they were. Actually, they weren't talking about fake news. They were talking about press conferences, and this was Trump's first press conference that was recently, and that the only person – so Obama didn't hold many press conferences. Bush held more pre- press conferences. Wow. Clinton held more press conferences. Reagan was the last one who had held as like 
small amount of press conferences and what they would do with Reagan because he's he forgetting had, the schedule. Well, he, he oh, had, <laughs> he had oncoming yeah. Alzheimer's and was just fucking Ronald Reagan was an actor and was good at reading shit, mm-hmm. but not good at like dealing with press reporters. So they would announce something like the weakening of uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, but he would be on a horse with a beautiful like <laughs> background in the you know he would he would with mountains in the background. And they were like, Here's the it, doesn't, man. it doesn't matter what the fuck he's actually saying. Right. Because if the American just people just see him in nature in Santa Barbara riding a horse and being like, hey. So anyway, this is and what's then, happening. Because people aren't actually listening to the words. Right. They're just then watching Putin a charming was, an actor, a charming actor deliver what right. he's doing and with with in words that aren't like very not not saying like, hey, right. we're gonna destroy the environment, but so guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be expanding our oil distribution to it. You know, like, well, then, then Putin yeah. expanded on that inspired idea and just took his shirt off on the horse <laughs> and he's even <laughs> next level. But right. like, I remember reading an article about that, that Ronald Reagan's his press team was so good at branding him, positioning him that two times nine months apart, the cover of Time magazine had Reagan almost in the exact same pose with the exact same backdrop on the cover because they just presented images It's to them. images and feelings. Yep. It's not what words are actually coming out of people's right. mouths. So instead and of think, weakening the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, Reagan would just probably say shit like, like, well, what we're going to do is allow America to be America. We're going <laughs> to free commerce and have freedom and America and horses. And basically people were like, yeah, I love fucking horses. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... And that's what Trump does, but just in a more like reality show era version of doing it. Just like crasser and flipping tables over Real Housewives style. <laughs> I think I think that's that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah. While well, his team of like B team evil guys but are going to collude to just plunder and pillage as much as they can. I I, I agree with you. Here's all right. So I want to play devil's advocate again for a second. I think Bush. Bush had good. Evil guys. Evil guys. <laughs> like, yeah. like those, like Cheney, Rumsfeld. Well, those guys about, had been in government and knew how to fucking operate in about, Washington and didn't make war against the press, against intelligence communities. Basically, you know, there's they, a on that tip. Listeners of the podcast, and you're saying Trump's team is just doesn't, doesn't even know how to operate government. So it's exactly, be a shit show. Everyone yeah, who listens yeah, to this. Yeah. Look up a documentary that the BBC did called The Power of Nightmares that goes over the whole neocon movement, how that came out of University of Chicago. And the, your, to, to your point, Rumsfeld, Cheney, all those motherfuckers who went to college together, they began the neocon movement together. They were a tight-knit bunch of very smart, evil people. With Trump, it's like, holy shit, you we're won? Yeah, well, Who the fuck wants anything right now? Oh, I know you. You gave me $200 million. Uh, you're the secretary of uh, schools. So, I Ben mean, Carson, <laughs> you just tweeted, I do not want to run a government agency. I'm scared to do it. You got one. Hey, Ben Carson, you have a house, right? Cool. Secretary of housing. He's like the Oprah of government departments. You get a department. <laughs> you get, you a, get a department. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Well, and I think, I mean, to, to that point, exactly, they had... There was a whole. Uh, uh, These evil guys don't have an evil network, right? Which means it's all yeah, about. Yeah, it's all so, about their specific evil, which is a bunch of different things. It's gonna be like evil. the first Justice League, when they're all trying to get along. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what. Like no, to it's me, like, it's like this, it's like Suicide Squad. They're right. all the villains. I think Bush is worse, in, or, or was worse than Trump, because I think Bush actually had an ideological agenda in terms of like. That dude tried to kill my dad, and these are my dad's boys, and like, let's go get him. And I think Trump's just like fucking appointing 
ridiculous people who don't know how to get anything done. So to me, that gives me hope. I mean, like in tr- I'm like right. I'm looking for hope. <laughs> I, I mean, I, feel I don't think these so people fun. know how to get shit done. But I would argue the opposite because, like we talked about in the last episode of the podcast with Scott Richardson as as, as my guest, um, you know, as much as we all demonized and hated George W. Bush during for what he did in Iraq and for the horrible crime against humanity, really of killing hundreds of thousands of innocent Iraqi citizens for his freedom agenda. What sometimes came out towards the end of his presidency was the freedom agenda. Really what they were trying to do wasn't to, to, to get revenge for Saddam trying to kill his dad or to get the oil. They had this grand plan where they wanted to spread freedom across the Middle East and impose our version of democracy on them. And they lied to the American people about why we did it. The pretenders about weapons mass destruction when in fact it was just about they thought if you forcibly put freedom onto Iraq that it'll spread throughout the Middle East. And then the Arab Spring did happen a few years after, whether they're responsible or not. They themselves said, you won't know for 50 to 100 years if what we did actually will pan out or not. So at least maybe in their twisted, fucked up version. And it doesn't hurt that we all own the private security and oil companies that will make all the money from this. For sure. But my point being, at least there was like line your pockets while trying to push this nefarious, but maybe in their twisted minds positive way to to force the world whereas I, th- I think it's worse to have these like rogue dudes like Trump and his whole I don't believe, team I mean like I, going, I, like, I don't they're believe accent, they're, they just want their own pockets to have money and there's no grander issue they'll just sell America out they already have it seems for like just to not get a, a urination video released by the Russian well, fucking security services alright so two points first of all I think that, make Tillerson I, I more think, money and, I think the line of freedom the line that that PR campaign is such fucking bullshit, and it's it's the, it's the line that's been been sold to the American people since the beginning of us starting wars nonstop for the last one hundred years. Like we're so afraid of terrorists, we're so afraid of all these people. We dropped twenty six hundred bombs the last year right. uh, under the Obama administration. Fucking uh, Obama deported more people in America, uh, more Latinos than any other president. Bush, Clinton, fucking Bush, combi- Reagan combined. Like, like to me, I th- and that's just fact. That's like, like, so I think it's really important to keep in mind the difference between Democrat and Republican. In my humble opinion, is not that different. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're pushing forward a very free market the, the difference between donald trump and sane person is very different and i agree with that i agree with that I, and i don't and disagree. he's yeah. ruling the world on friday <laughs> i do I, I i do agree with that i, I think my, my the thing that scares me the most is him with the fucking nuclear codes like yeah like assuming that the if he did launch four in the morning what if he fucking nukes at four in the morning he exactly trolls behavior that, he's, he's gonna tweet the fucking nuke codes <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry Oops, just hit launch sad i i just tweeted the first nine of ten digits people have to guess the last digit i'm gonna I keep you in it. suspense <laughs> okay i just launched nukes at some country in the middle east rhymes with birria okay let me just say don't, <laughs> yeah, don't launch back until i liberia again. you're fired everyone there is on fire <laughs> Okay, my message to everyone listening, all right, is you need to look after you. You need to get your fucking brain right. You need to you need to de- you need to dive deep into yourself and figure shit out. You got to start meditating. 
You got to start really critically thinking about yourself. Get good with you because the amount of push and pull that the media is about to unleash upon you, it, we've never seen it before. And you need to know who you are. You need to get into a good I don't personal. You're saying the media is going to unleash what on who? We're gonna get. We're about to get fucked with from Can the I media hit that me too? <laughs> to a de- to a degree. Yes, you may. Yes, you may. So that, keep weed on you all the time. Um, we're we're gonna get to, to meditate, figure out who you are, and smoke weed because what the world's going downhill. You gotta make sure you're in an okay mental state to deal with all the bullshit and lies that are coming your way. Well, that's my point. I, and I agree with that, but I think from multiple perspectives, I think it's important at this point. What I do is I read Breitbart because I don't agree with Breitbart, but I want to understand and think about what other people are thinking and feeling. I read Al Jazeera because everyone hates them. Like liberals and Republicans fucking hate Al Jazeera. So liberals hate Al Jazeera? Yeah, for a long time they did. Yeah. I mean, like maybe they're opening up more to it. But like in terms of the actual coverage that they're doing, they're they're covering – what is happening in a non-biased way much more so than the shit that you see on CNN or that you see on MSNBC. Oh, yeah. Do not watch Fox, CNN, or MSNBC. Stay what? the fuck away what? from and those it's just about guys. It's about getting a broad perspective of views. Like, I think that's one of the cool things that well, actually exists hour- today is that if you want to find news and kind of get different perspectives, those things are available to you. I think what the- – w- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, my, my, my point really is the same. Like, stay away from the 24-hour news networks. Like, yeah. just go, at best, watch a clip that's embedded in something on internet, but do not turn them on. They they need to keep you in oh. fear to keep you watching. Yeah, I recommend just the Yahoo News app. It's nine stories a day. They're like one or two paragraph summaries quickly in that. I don't, it. see, that's where I disagree, because I think, like, that's just the same old shit. To me, it's like, What's cool about what you can do today, with all due respect, Ben, sorry for shitting on your no, it's all good. Yahoo News. No, it's just a good app to also get a, like, a, summary, a good sample of what's happening in the it's, world. To me, it's more just about getting a breadth of different opinions. So you're is not it, just. Isn't all news now Yahoo News? Yeah, fuck, like, uh-huh. fuck your Facebook feed, basically. Like, I've recently just said, fuck my Facebook feed, because I have. I have kind of bubbled myself out into a world of people that I'm just constantly agreeing with. And. I also think that what's happening right now with kind of the Russian intelligence reports uh, and that dossier that came that out. That Trump likes hookers to pee on themselves. Right. Did but you see the whole clip? The, the thing is – go ahead. Did you see Unsubst- the whole – Unsubstantiated. Exactly. Did you see the, the clip? Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, so we'll just like just to finish on that quickly is that it's unsubstantiated. These are not stories that would ever be printed before. And what happens is if that dossier – if in that dossier there's one or two things – that are found to be untrue. Basically, what you have is CNN, these New York Times, BuzzFeed, all these major news sources are perpetuating a story that's false. And what that does is feed into Donald Trump's narrative mm-hmm. that, hey, the mainstream media is fake news. True. And so that's what's happening right now to Democrats as much as it is, or to people on the left as much as, as it's happening to people on the right. And I think it's important that people really realize like this, this is, there's fake news on both sides. Like, and I, and, and I think it's important, not fake news, but uh, uh, like not proven news, not, uh, not up to the journalistic par that 
we have been used to for the past 30 years and kind of it's dropping on both sides. And I think it's important for people to, to, to realize that that's dangerous for just democracy and not just look at it from a completely, you know, left or right perspective. hundred percent, hundred percent. And while on one hand, I feel like tr- this just plays so well. Your, your point is that we shouldn't let, shouldn't give Trump ammo to make the claim of fake news. Right. We need to exactly. Raise up our, our, our journalistic standards because to some degree, Trump, this is like what, this is Trump explaining to people what real and fake news is. He's like, look, this headline, Trump, a lot of promise, real news. Trump, horrible guy, fake news. Right. He just labels fake whatever he doesn't like. Right. When the polls are up against or are up against him, he says it's fake. When he says they're up against him, he has the real polls. But at the same time, I do agree with you that the biggest thing, I've been saying this too, that we really must, more important than fighting Trump, more important than fighting I, 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 these smaller ideas we don't like, is this idea that we all just accepted this last year, the term, and even Dan Rather uses now, that we're in a post-truth era. Yeah. We cannot allow that. Right. We must hold on to truth. Truth's all you have. You do not have a country. You do not have a sense of reality without truth. I want to go back to a pre-truth era. <laughs> <laughs> the primordial soup of facts. Uh, remember when up. facts didn't even know that they were facts? <laughs> <laughs> Before the Big Bang, there was a bunch of letters flying around like alphabet soup. Oh, fuck. Um, all of that, uh, plus Trump's now indicating that maybe he's going to kick the White House press corps out of the White House. There might not even be a press corps. He wants them to have a bigger building away from the White House. (laughs) Look, guys, just you can't get angry. You got to put your pitchfork down, pick up some popcorn, and then just watch the reality show that we have elected. We just got to hope that America doesn't get canceled. All right. Again, to play devil's advocate one last time. Yeah. I was listening to a story today where people were talking about the White House. Like, this is on NPR, where there's like a historical media journalist. And I know that's a super uh, on point, not vague reference at all. Just there's they said that that guy said um, (laughs) what? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But basically, he was talking about the history of the White uh, White House press corps and that it was something that started in the early like it hasn't always existed. It started in like the 1920. It started with Teddy Roosevelt. Basically, before Teddy Roosevelt, it was all about Congress. Those were the people with the most power. So all the press hung out there. And then afterwards, they started that when Teddy Roosevelt came in, he was a very press friendly president. And so they all moved over there and talking about kind of what actually happens in those press conferences. The president comes in with a bunch of talking points that he's going to nail. And the job of the press is to try and like throw him off guard. But rarely, if ever. Does that happen? Like this isn't the first time that you've that we've had a president that doesn't like we as amateurs kind of think of the press corps as being like the guardians of truth and who are busting the president's balls. But what's really happening is the president's coming out with his fucking seven talking points and can deflect and do whatever the fuck he wants, as we've seen through George Bush, as we've seen through, you know, kind of history like it, it, it this isn't the first time that that shit has actually happened it, it's not like the the white house press corps is doing the deep down digging journalistic right. type of shit that's but are you saying it's okay to get rid of them then no i'm not saying it's okay to get rid of them but what i'm saying is that it's we think this is unprecedented and what i'm saying is that 
it's not. Like, as I said earlier, with the Ronald right. Reagan example, right. where he, he he had the least press conferences ever out of so any president. Trump just tells and, and us like, everything he does. Yeah, and like, and he would, and, and anytime he was giving like news that people wouldn't want to hear, they would just put him in front of a backdrop that was beautiful. <laughs> and like, you know, this shit has been done before. Like, this is called manipulating media. This is called manipulating our brains. This is called, so it's not, this isn't the fucking first time at the rodeo. Like, this isn't, this has all been done before. Yeah, he like, just does it in so much more. He just also is super childish. It's like the main difference, I guess. For sure. And I agree so, with that. And I'm frightened by him. No doubt. Like, and so he just so, like tweets, we should change our nuclear policy. And it like affects the stock market and affects other countries' posture towards us. And he doesn't think things through. I think he's terrified. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, the only reason I'm playing devil's advocate is because no, I, I like there have been terrifying it. presidents before. <laughs> this isn't. Like, yeah, yeah. There have been terrifying people in our you know i mean up until fucking uh, how many times did fucking nixon drop the n-word <laughs> fucking jew kike bitch motherfucker on these tapes that we all have and this wasn't you know again like this isn't this isn't new america this is kind of like america this is redux re, exactly this is america part two right <laughs> i mean right it's gonna be interesting. Part deuce. <laughs> dropping a Trump's dropping a deuce. It's, just, it's the first time that, but it's gonna be very interesting for the media because he watches the media and he's so thin-skinned. It's the first time that you, as a citizen, could make a viral video, or the media, like an SNL, can do and actually maybe piss off the president. He's a little bitch. He's a, he's a total little fuck. Like, <clears throat> by the way, we should. Hey, Trump, you're a little bitch. Are you going to tweet about us? Come on. Whiny little bitch. <laughs> Bill Mars hashtag. Epically. Whiny little bitch. At last week on Earth. I mean, you yeah. control the president. One, two episodes a month. Tops. Can't keep up with production schedule. Sad. <laughs> He's going to be... Uh, Mars gonna be so pissed off that he can't get a tweet from Trump. Like, that, you know how he, all, he wanted Obama to just, like, let him interview him? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just farted. It fucking smells really bad. Oh, Not Jesus. Bad. Use your jacket to like Jesus. wave it away or something. I'm super sorry. Holy shit. That's a first on this podcast. <laughs> Look what Trump's doing. Making us all coarse, coarse, horrible people. I just I, I just knew it was about to spread. You did not like, use your jacket. You did not. How do I use it better? Like, I guess you go, no, you go like, and just like oh, wave it away wait, or something. Sorry. My bad. Holy Please. shit. Oh, wait. Vape to the rescue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hit that up real yeah. quick. This is the first time I want you to vape on the podcast. As your face lights up in purple, glow off your Mad Max vape device. Here, let me help. What was a fart is now <laughs> oh, chocolate Jesus. and coconut. It's a chocolate See, so, coca fart. Because I was unsure. Like I, I wasn't. I'm not planning currently on going on this march. A, because I'm not a woman, and B, um, no, not because that. Because I felt like if you're gonna give the man a chance to at least a little bit grow up in office and like one chance, to, then since you're saying is he really that different than all these other people? I feel like day one and day two is maybe the one chance you give him. Like, give him the weekend. He's not starting till Monday. Is that true? What do you mean? No, he starts that day. No, he... No, he tweeted that he's taking the weekend out. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah. He was like, from day one or, okay, you know, maybe Monday. No. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I don't want to make He's like, I'm having a party. It's all weekend. I don't want to make this We're having a great time. Partying. All the things he said he wanted to do day one. Now it's day four. He's going to be partying. He doesn't want to sign something in the middle yeah. of a party. Yeah. I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> this is literally the shit that he said. You know what, well, though? To me, it's in my life to March, he's going to parties. Yeah, well. You don't have to. But no, here's but, the thing. No, but to me, as I said, it's I, the right time to march, or do you think we should do that like in a few weeks once he actually No, I think I think I think immediately is the right time to, to march. But yeah, because, except for the fact that he's so 
he, you control him so easily. He gets so angered by people reacting against him. Shouldn't we like placate him for a week or two and just see if maybe he like will actually like no, become think, nice because think, he's president? I think I think, I think that's marches, what a lot of pe- Jews said when Hitler uh, took over. The marches know, like, need to have. Let's give him a couple weeks. Let, let's not, I'm a Hitler sympathizing. Let's Jew. not forget <laughs> that he watches the news and then the size of the marches. I What's that going to do? The, are, the bigger the size of the march, the more angry he'll be. Yeah, I know. We want to make him really angry. To do what? To say something so reprehensible, we're going to have to impeach him, which is only a matter of time, given how steamed the dude is, and he's not even president yet. Let's not forget that the establishment Republicans fucking hate this guy. They're just installing as many of the fucking evil B-team as they can before they find a reason to get rid of him and get Pence, who's the p- evil fucking... Then why did the Electoral College let us down? They could have had Pence. The Electoral College let us down because... Um, it always lets us down. <laughs> well, if you're it's a Democrat... A dumb system. And let's not forget, he won Why by... Why do you care what state you're from? He Popular won, votes you win. He won the electoral votes by 77,000 votes. That's it. And he, won the, he lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. But that was another thing that bothered me with when the Electoral College <clears> went down was all these Democrats going like, vote against him, blah, 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 where it's like, yo... I'm beginning to think that yo, like... what? Well, I mean, you like... Had had the had the hacks not. They should happen. have voted against them because the whole purpose of an electoral college is a safeguard against the popular vote. So if you don't like what the country, you don't trust the country to actually vote always that intelligently and be that informed, and you're choosing trusted elders and local political leaders to vote. Do you really believe that shit? That's why it was created. So I guess that's why it but, was but created. But it wasn't. It wasn't created then they, for. Then, then it's not it, going against the will it, of people. It wasn't created for for knowledgeable yes it was it was no, created for three reasons it was created for white for state for white landowning fucking well that was the whole country was created for that it, of course but that's so don't like bring the knowledge no but the reasons they it's, created the electoral college it's just, was was because we're like all states we, it's no. the idea that the, and because the media couldn't reach people in all it's, different it's just parts because of the we country. can't trust the populace <clears throat> As, right. as, as, it's going back to our tribal to, roots. It's the idea that the the nation's tribal elders, so to speak, will do the ones that elect. It's, it's like the it's rich like the people. Pope. It's about rich people. It's about hey, if the fucking people actually fuck right. up, then we have all these rich people. Right. Okay. To, but so then, why but, didn't they do that? Because <laughs> the, the the people are the ones that wanted Trump. The rich people don't want Trump. There's, Trump's too erratic for rich people. He makes stock market jump up and down. He's, he obviously he's, hasn't because it's only been gone up since he got elected. No, but. You'll see what I hope that stays that way, of course. But he, he tweets about a company and the stock drops and stock dips. Well, one stock drops, but I mean, like, the, so the to thing me, is, like, to, the, to <clears throat> me, this is like, that's a fucking. The whole idea of the Electoral College, you have to either be against the Electoral College or for it. You either have to think that you have to believe in democracy and that people are going to make the right decision, or you have to think that there needs to be a bunch of rich fucking aristocrats who are going to oversee the dumb fucking populace and we'll listen to them. But if they fuck up, we're going to actually, I don't uh, know, man, I'm I'm kind of agree, but I think you can be against the electoral college as a concept, but until we overturn it through a constitutional amendment, if it's going to be in place, they may as well use it to stop a big fucking mistake. And part of it was because the media 
We didn't have technology back then, and the media couldn't, the true information about the candidates couldn't reach everybody, so they would trust these aristocrats to vote for us. We've just been talking so for now, 40 minutes about how fucked up the media is. That's my point. So, that's my point. So, so now, just, so now, not that it can't reach, now the truth can't reach everybody. Because now it's fake news. The everybody. truth has never been. You you find the truth that you want to find. I mean, like, here's point. the thing. It's like you need to either choose whether you're on the Electoral College side, whether you want fucking rich aristocrats. I'm telling you right now, in the next election cycle, you watch how those candidates visit all 50 fucking states. This well, loss is going to tell them that they need to have a, nas- a national and agenda. I think, and I think yeah. also, and she lost by so little in the Electoral College. There's also, good reason to believe that people would have sucked it up and voted for her without the constant barrage of shit anything they were trying to find on her and was being aided in especially with the FBI dumping completely against policy but but to Jesse's point all I'm saying is I'm saying you can be against the electric college I'm against it but if you're in a fucking escape room you're in a fucking room that's fucking filling with gas you gotta get the fuck out of there and there's a button that's morally reprehensible to you, but that button you get out of the fucking room, you're going to press that one time. But that's you. I mean, that's you, that you're in the escape room. Other people feel the same way about Hillary Clinton being elected. Of course, like, and you need to, you need to respect she, that. Hillary, that, Hillary Clinton was not an existential threat to our country. Trump is. He's an ex, he's such a wild card. What's the, uh, honestly, he's a wild card. I mean, not I, because of the nefarious reasons, the racism, all that. You made a good point that we've had a shady presidents. But because on top of all of that, Trump's just a wild card who literally tweets things that go against well thought out things that safeguard our nation and that don't piss off places like Russia or but China. You can't, or- you can't discount fucking the vote. In the end, this is a democracy. The whole the our 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 country's founded. But won the vote. The popular vote, right. but that's not how our democracy works. So, and this is the same shit that happened in two thousand. It's like. Fuck, well, Gore Al Gore won, won the fucking popular vote. Well, we should have fucking been on top of our shit back then. And with all due respect to fucking Hillary, like, I think Hillary ran a shitty fucking campaign. I she think did. she thought, you know, yeah, I, you I, know I would, like, I don't, like, what I, I think all this Russian shit is and all, like, I, I think it's deflection for and, and the, the FBI shit. Look, I'm sure it swayed some votes. But at the same time, if Hillary had won a run of fucking solid Good ground campaign. They weren't hitting doors. They weren't out there knocking mm-hmm. on doors, talking no, no, to they, people. They had a they gigantic assumed, ground game, just not in, in any the right of the states. states. They had yeah. already just they, said they, they, oh, they, they that just assumed that shit would happen. And you know and, what? Like, <laughs> no, I mean this election and, was it was a it was a perfect that, it was a perfect storm well, of more a lot than of that, different The factors. DNC, like no. I said to you before, Ben, the DNC gave the election to Trump because they stopped Bernie. Right, I and, agree with that too. Yeah. Trump couldn't have said that, shit to Bernie. No, Bernie, Bernie was clean. Fucked, yeah. Bernie would have fucked, fucked Trump up. up. Yeah, it would have been and, and and fucking Trump was able because that they Wasserman Schultz fucked fucked her strategy, wanted to give it to her gal pal Hillary. She literally gave the most gave Trump the ammunition to say I'm corrupt instead of grabbing by the pussy. But you know what? Bill Clinton raped people. So bye bye. I win. You know what I mean? He's able to diffuse it with these crazy you know the allegations because he has such a shady past. Also, you know the funniest part about. The hacking of the DNC. You know what the hacking was? It was a dude in Russia sending John Podesta a well-formatted email being like, uh, someone broke into your account. What's your password? And he was like, doop do 
for real? That's it. Was, it. it was, that was his assistant. Hack. It was. It wasn't even him. It was basically that was the hell for the like oldest, the oldest like, AOL the email phishing scam. If ever. the Russian dude would have said I'm you a Nigerian hacked. fucking uh, prince, <laughs> and, like it, it would have been out. But yeah. he was like, he able got, to he got, he got hacked by the hackers Nigerian <laughs> prince email. Podesta got an email saying, "Hi, I'm in Europe and I got my wallet stolen. Can you wire me money?" It's just like fuck you, dude. If you're just gonna just throw your password around. The second you get an email that looks like it has a Google font. Which, to me, is just, this election was lost by Democrats. It wasn't yeah, won the, by Republicans. And I'm not going to fucking blame the FBI. I'm not going to blame, like... The hubris and the cultural hubris of the of, Democrats. Exactly. Fuck them. And the yeah. thing is... And Bill Clinton stupidly saying, and the thing, Obamacare is the craziest thing because it's fucked up. He's like, Did, they're so cocky. Why are you talking shit? If you, if, you, if you take a step back and look at it, though, <clears throat> that election was theirs to goddamn lose. They only lost the electoral college vote by 77,000 votes and won the popular by three million. How could you fuck that up by running against the most babyish, easily volatile candidate? She did the exact yeah, wrong thing change. in almost people every arena when it comes down. They, they didn't pivot at all when they realized that they were fighting Donald Trump. They were just like, stay the course. This is a foregone well, conclusion. She's and they're, be basically they're using, and I've been reading about this, and they've been just using all of, in their minds, we're going to use Donald Trump's words against himself. So we're just going to play all of his shit. People didn't care. And the people that like him are like, I love that shit. And that's, that's why I and like that, him. Shit yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's, that's fucking bullshit. All this news shit in the media is fucking bullshit. And in the end, it was kind of true. I mean... All the polls were both like they they weren't fucking accurate. They weren't because you basically had all these people in the pen, all of these journalists who didn't think Donald Trump had a chance. And so as opposed to focusing on the fact that he's packing like 20, 30,000 fucking seat arenas, they're focusing on him like saying some racist shit, which I understand is important for us to focus on. But there was never that kind of other side of the coin right. of like, why are all these people like so fired up about him? Like, right. what's going on here? Because it was just kind of assumed that he was a, a lunacy candidate. Well, we and fucking had that, that with degree, Bernie like a motherfucker and we ruined that, didn't and, we? And to that degree, Megan McCain, my pal and former guest of this podcast, did make a good point that she was mocked for when Meryl Streep gave her speech the other day about uh, at the Golden Globes getting her election achievement yeah. award saying when Trump made fun of the disabled reporter, that was it. And like that is such a Hollywood bubble thing because that's ignoring all Hillary shit and Bill's shit. Right. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. Well, the Hollywood of, bubble part of it's, her speech it's, was it's like fucked up just to make fun of a disabled reporter. It's fuck, fucked up to make fun of a disabled reporter. But when the opponent is saying your husband raped somebody, that's worse if you believe that to be true than making fun of. Somebody. And with with all due respect, so it's just like because Hillary, because Meryl Streep likes Hillary, so there, there, and. Bill Clinton, I don't believe he raped anybody, but the point is Trump said it. There, there's look. I'm very, t I, I'm a, I'm a very not. I'm t there's evidence out there that Bill Clinton did shady shit. I mean, like, oh, no, he did shady shit. Yeah, like I, I mean, like, serial cheater, and, and and also, I think the, they had an agreement from day yeah, one. Yeah, I think Hillary is like, more fan of the uh, the ladies. If you to me, to me, the, the the I think Bill and Hillary Clinton to me reminds me of. More House of Cards than That's anything. Exactly, it was modeled yeah, after right. the two. Yeah, of them. I mean, like that, and, and they watch and, it. How weird is that? And I've and I've gone like I've read re re reputable news sources about Clinton's past history and the the things that he was involved in, and he's fucking 
shady as fuck. Like, no doubt. But here's the other thing is like people are like, that's what I didn't get this election cycle where everyone's like, well, he's a liar and there's money involved and there's this and that. And it's just like, since they're fucking politicians, this is how it's always been right. on every side. Like, wh- when did we so, start fucking casting, starting? Well, that's why to me, <laughs> I mean, all like, of those, all those arguments cancel each other out. Right. They're all selfish dicks. Yeah. So it's just whose policies you like. Right, exactly. And, and that's democratic it, yeah. policies are nicer for people. In, in my opinion, I and agree it's with better that. for the economy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that, that to me was just like, when, when they're just like, well, Hillary Clinton is shady and this and that. And it's like, yeah, she's fucking shady. Yeah. So is Donald Trump. So is fucking Bill Clinton. So just, is fucking George W. Bush. So is fucking, they've all been fucking shady because anyone with a good heart and conscience gets involved in politics and they're going to be out after fucking two years because they're going to be like, this shit is way too fucking shady. I don't want to be involved in this shit. <laughs> Democrats focus on the economy and Republicans focus on the me economy. economy. You heard that here first. You did. And last time ever. Oh, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it, actually. Um, we got to quickly shift to one last story before we end this puppy. Well, two last stories. One, uh, the big story from this week, obviously, all this Trump stuff and the nation being the president becoming this crazy child is um, Selena Gomez, it seems like, maybe is hooking up with The weekend, And and this is causing a real problem for Taylor Swift squad because, you know... Uh, the weekend used to date one of the Hadid sisters, and now is the squad going to break up? Because Selena Gomez is doing this. She claims she's not friends of the Hadids, but they're on the same squad. So, what do we think? I can see in my face when I'm with you. Hmm? That's all I know about the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can't feel his face because he's, I he's think that, Selena uh, Gomez, who's that, sitting on his face. I think apparently. that uh, Donald Trump is about to appoint someone as the head of the energy department who wanted to eliminate the energy department and couldn't remember its name in a debate. I'm surprised he hasn't appointed Selena Gomez to head of the department. She's got a lot Here's of energy. Here's what I'll say. I like The weekend. I like his music. I think he's got great music. Mm-hmm. Great music. I like Selena Gomez. Doesn't know how to spell his own name, though. Is the only problem. Well, you know what? Sometimes I forget a consonant here and there. A consonant? <laughs> So to quickly end, I was not happy with the uh, Twitter answer suggestions this week. Nobody, I asked a very general question. That's on me. But people did not answer ones I liked. So instead, we're going to do for the first time in a while one story of the Thunder Round. There is a narcissistic leopard that has been chased off by a herd of elephants. Um, apparently, a bunch of a research, a French photographer rather, Xavier Hubert Briere, set up a large mirror in the middle of the forest, and a wild leopard fell in love with his own reflection. Started to visit the mirror frequently until he was chased away by elephants. He would kiss the mirror, make out with his own reflection, rub his oils on it, and stare at himself all day. Um, so I think, I feel like Trump syndrome now has affected even the animal kingdom. I'm surprised it wasn't the elephant looking at himself in the mirror and, and was the leopard instead. But maybe it was an elephant in leopard's clothing. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. So was the leopard's name Ben Glebe or Ben Morrison? Her, I am. Are you claiming that one of us is narcissistic? I don't believe it. I don't believe it would be true. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. Ben might be a little more narcissistic. No, but Have you guys ever looked in the mirror and seen each other? Because we're similar, you mean? Because we're both Bens. tall Jewish comedian Darks. Bens who are Gemini's and over six feet tall. Hair. 
Just at this for now. time, my hair gets long. For now. I'm going to get it cut in the next couple of days. You're both beautiful bands. I just, I just want If you had to choose a favorite, who would it be? Oh, don't do this, right. dude. No, if you had to choose one. Double blowjob, both of you, at the same time. But she never said that. <laughs> I'd rather you farted again, to be honest, than hearing that fucking sentence. Thunder round, huh? <laughs> I, I thought this was a thunder round. <laughs> oh, that's a good time to end the podcast, I feel like. Um, at Jesse Shapiro. <laughs> at Jesse Shapiro. And uh, that's on Grinder. You can find him there. As well on Grinder. Yeah. At, at Ben the Morrison. Um, any plugs? Anything you need to know? Uh, well, yeah, I'll talk about this. I'm launching my one man show, Comedian's Guide to Crohn's. I put the whole thing online for free. And uh, I just launched the website, the Comedian's Guide to Crohn's.com, that has the entire show online. For a free. Comedian's Guide to Crohn's. Yes, as well. Yeah, as well. And if as you guys suffer from Crohn's disease, know anybody who does, check it out. Ben's got some great, funny insights into how to live with it. Um, Jesse Shapiro's movie, Nobody Walks in LA. Where can they find it? Amazon Prime. Uh, it's it's got great reviews. To, yeah, it's, it's been well reviewed. That's exciting. Uh, you can go to jessieshapiro.com, nobodywalksinla.com. I'm on Facebook. I've, I've nailed, I've, I've nailed down facebook.com slash Jesse Shapiro. Incredible. Twitter.com slash Jesse Shapiro. I mean, these other Jesse Shapiros are just fucking snoozing. And and all the Jesse Shapiros and all the Jesse Shapiros and what? It's harder than saying. Nobody um, walks in LA.com too. Yeah. Nobody walks in LA.com. I love it. You're so it's nobody movie? walks in LA.com, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh, I have a movie right now. I, I, the recording just paused for one second, so hope, forgive me if I'm repeating a word or two, but um, it's called Bad People, airing on, or it's available right now on Amazon. It's in the top 100 new releases, and it's on iTunes. Check it out. I play a drug addict news anchor. Which is weird because I play a new, I am a news anchor in real life sometimes for real legitimate news outlets, so that's kind of a conflict of interest myself. <laughs> uh, hopefully they don't see that. They ask me to like tweet clips of of of, of like of, of the movie, and I'm like doing coke at an anchor desk, and I'm going to ABC News Digital actually anchoring the news. That's kind of a strange uh, uh, thing. I have to reconcile my own personal life. Uh, idiot, if this, assuming this comes out today, Thursday, Idiot Test Season Four premieres tonight at ten. And 10.30, two brand new episodes, nine central comedian episodes, celebrity episode first with Joe Coy and Amir K from Mad TV versus Zainab Johnson and Sidney Castillo. Second episode is Millennials versus Baby Boomers. Ooh, Ken, this, is, this is good. I love your show, by the way. It's great. Thanks, Jesse. 65 new episodes coming at you every Thursday night, two a week for the next many months. And check out Divided, the new GSN show right before me where in our country being divided as it is now. Can four contestants agree on an answer while time and money ticks away every second. Um, it's a very interesting show. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting social experiment slash game show hosted by Mike Richards. And um, I'm coming to Helium in Buffalo, New York, uh, February 9 to 11, Lake Tahoe at the Improv at Harvey's, February 15 to 19, Indio, California, Fantasy Springs Improv, February 24 to 25, March 2 to 4, Salt Lake City, Wise Guys, March 16 to 20, Phoenix, Arizona, at the House of Comedy, March 25th, headlining the Hollywood Improv, and April 6 to 8, Sacramento Punchline. Get tickets for all of it at bengleed.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being part of the Brain Trust, part of the Glebe Squad. Oh, the tour I just mentioned, it's the Glebe Squad tour. I decided to go against Brain Trust tour and to go against uh, Neurotic Gangster tour. So uh, it's Glebe Squad tour, hashtag Glebe Squad tour for all the dates as well. Tickets at bengleeb.com. I already said that shit. Um, I will leave you now with a song to kind of just get your brains kind of thinking and decompressing after this long uh, rumination about the future of our country. That, of course, will be The weekend with I Can't Feel My Face. She's your queen to be a lover.
the fuck is that? It's from Coming to America. It's Coming to America. <laughs> oh, it's a song from Coming to America? Just Who sings that? Oh, Soul Glow. You're singing Soul Glow. Yeah, I, was doing, I was doing the one where they're getting, they're getting married. That's really Change sweet. So despite that, uh, the weekend with Can't Feel My Face, thank y'all for listening until last week, next week. This has been. But we're still recording. I thought you cut me off a long time. No, definitely didn't cut you off. Oh, shit. I want to let your your, your voice soar. My soul glow? I want to let your soul glow, exactly. Just let it shine on through. Until last week, next week, this has been. meditating people. Get your brain right. Last week on Earth. Power now. God damn. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.